People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors: Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero. Go check out my guy Jason Johnson up in Tennessee. Uh, Mega Knife Co on Instagram, Grid Iron Coffee. Go look up Creative Vets up in Nashville. They're not a sponsor on the show, but I absolutely love what they do for our veterans. Please get out and support Mr. Bruce Thompson, who is running for um, labor commissioner here in Georgia. Shout out to our management and distribution company, Red Circle, putting a little change in our pocket. Uh, our guest on the show today is uh, another person who has just dodged the shit out of me. Um, and, uh, I finally got her on because, uh, well, her husband and me became friends and, uh, he set her up. He set her up. She didn't know what the hell she was doing today. He did. So what's <laughs> up, Mr. Maris? About fucking hey, time. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Well, you, you look nice for somebody who didn't know they were having to come on a podcast today. Well, well, you're lucky because I had stuff to do this morning or it w I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't blame you. You wasn't going anyway if it wasn't for James. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. See, she's laughing, but it's really hurting my feelings because she wasn't going to do this. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Yeah, see, I was. I, see, you, I, you just made me jump. You just see, made me jump. I had to. See, I thought I made a good impression on y'all in Atlanta, but now oh. I know. Now I know it's just like you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all were. Y'all were. See, that's exactly what I thought. No, it's cool. It's cool. I wasn't cool enough to be in any of y'all's TikToks or nothing. Oh my, like yes, yeah. If you will remember, I tried to drag you in a few. I literally caught you and put you in if you just didn't know it and made you laugh. Remember that? Uh, yeah, because full I, story. Yeah, okay. Well, that TikTok's coming. <laughs> did you? Uh, okay. It's drafted. <laughs> Wait, is there really one that I don't know about? Yeah, there's really one. What did you do? <laughs> It was in stories in my Instagram, so it, it, it's converting. You'll uh, see it. Uh, <laughs> well, now, oh, is it the one where I, like, flicked you off because you, yep. uh, you, yep. you asshole. But you got to watch it, though, because you're smiling at the end. Well, well <laughs> what's, what's crazy, and uh, I, I talk about it a good bit on the show, is uh, that was completely out of my comfort zone going up there. Right, first off, right. I, I completely, I was... I was like uh, halfway up there, about turned around, and no, uh, and see, I didn't know that until you got there. Yeah, That's what I was trying to. I was bringing you out of your shell. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> between you and Cat, well, Cat was it was her birthday, but yeah. um, when her and Ryan came down here to do the show, I liked them so much, and I didn't know how I was going to feel about them. And then mm -hmm. I, I hit it off really good with them, 
And uh, yeah. I was like, well, they were nice enough to come to the studio and me and her became like buddies since then. And I was like, you know what? Hell, it's her birthday. I got to quit thinking that everybody that I meet off social media is an asshole. So let's I just- know. I'm the same way, but you, you got to, I don't know. Well, you can't miss another one. I know that. I, I will. I will. <laughs> I'm taking you on all of them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I got to start giving people chances, but I've just been yeah. not burned by folks, but I've just been aggravated by folks. It's hard because you see, I'm the opposite. I give everybody chances and second chances and third chances. And, and you meet some of the best people by doing that. But then at the same time, you get hurt, you get hurt, you know? Cause you, uh, can't, you can't, everybody is not like you. Yeah. And not, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like, it's like a whole world of people that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And but how many times have you gave people three chances and oh you God. knew who they were on the first chance? Yeah. Yep. And I, I and I do it every time. I, I don't know if it's the hope of, you know, you read them wrong or that they will change or it was just a bad day or what, but yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh-uh. I get, I get, <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether it's uh, your gut telling you, well, the way I look at it too, there's too many good people out there to get hung up on the yeah. bad ones. That's true. That is so true. And that, that's what's kept me doing what I do because if I only focused and, and you know, sometimes I get in slumps. I get in times to where I have to take a break. I have to reset because you have these just mean, hurtful, bratty comments. And it's just like, if I keep going and listen to this and I just keep, I'm going to fall into that. And I don't want to be that person and just playing off of it because they'll make you mean, they'll make you hateful. They really will. So you have to, and, and that's what I've learned with this is take a break get back to you and don't let those people feed off of you because they will. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to eat you up. I just don't understand why y'all read them. I don't understand why you literally you sit there and you've got 90% good. Cause I've looked at your stuff and cat stuff and other people's stuff that was there. 90% Mm -hmm. good comments, 10% bad. Why the Mm -hmm. hell are you paying attention to that 10%? See, (laughs) Don't even, <laughs> that's a, don't even, that's another thing that I'm shit. learning. That's another thing I'm learning because I'm telling you, if I sat there and I read every single one, I'll tell you right now with my Instagram, <laughs> I don't know if other people are like this, but with my Instagram, I don't open my notifications. I don't open them. They stay at a hundred because I will not go there every now and then I'll catch one coming through. I will read my messages. I really try hard because if you're going to take the time to send me a message, I'm going to get back to you. But with notifications and comments under stuff, unless I see one come through of somebody I know or right when I post after that, I let it go and I will not look at them. I've learned that because it will, it'll make you quit. You will never continue if you sit and listen to that junk, but I had to learn it. Well, they just want, they want a response. And, and I think it's more, yeah. I think it's they more want disheartening. They want yeah. To, yeah. They want you to get upset. They want you to show that side. They want you to hit back. Yeah. And I think that they eventually they'll do it a couple of times but when they realize that you're not going to fight with them. You're not going to give they them what they want. Off. They're going to leave you alone. Yep. That is very true. That's very true. Yeah. They're not going to take, they're not going to take the time to keep messing with you. They're miserable people. No. But they're not going to keep fucking with you. If they literally right. think that you're just not going to respond. 
Right. And one thing that really bothered me was the messages and the inboxes, because I, I would I would feel bad. And there's times I still feel bad, but I, it's hard to sit there and catch every single one. And if you miss one, the way the Instagram and TikTok stacks them, they're easily missed sometimes. And people can come back at you and be like, I don't know why I'm wasting my time sending you messages or you're rude. You can't, it's hard. It's really hard. And you have to pay attention to, you can't get lost in that because you got kids growing up, you have family, you have all this other stuff. You cannot sit and stare at this stuff all day long, but it used to really bother me if I would miss a message or I would upset somebody. So now I've learned to just do the best you can and your people will stick around. They will. The people who are your people will stay there. And the ones who don't get it, they might not. Hopefully they come back. If they don't, they weren't your people to begin with. That's one thing that I have learned with all of this because everything used to bother me. So it has, it's helped. It's helped, but I still, <laughs> still worry sometimes. Hey, look, I'm telling you, I learned it a long time ago with the show. Cause like, I don't push my social media the way that y'all do. I push my show. So like we get a bunch of messages because of the show being like in the top 1%, we yeah. get thousands of messages and I can't keep up with them. Like it, it would be ridiculous. So I make a generalized message every once in a while. And I just will say, Hey, look, I love you guys. I very much appreciate what you do yes. and being like a part of this family. If I could get all these messages, I would, but by the time you I, would, answer, right. by the time I answer a hundred of y'all, there's another thousand coming in. I would rather spend my life trying to make a difference in y'all's and spending time with my daughter. And if y'all don't right. get that, then I'll just go ahead and tell you, just don't listen to the fucking show again. Like, exactly. I, I exactly. Can't, I can't be me if I'm answering your messages. You can't. You can't. And that's and and I did it. I actually did it about two days ago, where I literally say that you know I will. I never want to miss a message. I'm never just ignoring you or putting you off. But I've got a family. I've got kids in ball. I've got things that I can't miss, and doing what I do. That's it's a lot. It's a lot. And the ones who understand, like you can't put a price tag on those people, but there's some who just don't, yeah. they just don't. Well, you don't need them. It, no, no. And I, and I finally got to that point that I learned that because it would sit and eat at me. And I'm like, I need it. And then I thought, well, maybe I need somebody to help me with these messages. But then I didn't like that more. Cause I, if you are contacting me, if you're sending me a message, I don't want somebody else having the response it's supposed to be me you're talking to me I don't want somebody you I mean I feel like that would be worse than me just not getting to it immediately is somebody that you think is me messaging back I think and I, think, I, don't I think it would be worse I think it definitely yeah. is worse if somebody ever found out that you're not the one responding to it right right and I and I won't do that I'll get to it when I get to it but it will be me you know yeah, see, there's everybody that gets tired of social media or gets burnt out on it are the ones that end up letting the people that following them or keeping up with them control their social media. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason that people's keeping up with you in the first place and they love you and they support you because you're being like the authentic version of yourself. As soon as you start altering you because yes. of them, then you're not fucking you anymore. You're not right. special. You're just another social media whatever character right. or our personality that is being controlled by the masses and that right. and, and that's not being unique that's not being no. who, who you were to start off with and if somebody else can sit there and be you like i feel like that says something too like if if 
because I have a way that I answer things. And if you don't know that that's not me, then I'm not being enough me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like people would know that I did not send that message. Yeah. And that's just, I can't do that. That right there is also why you need that 10% of hate though. That what, what, that, what? You, that 10% of hate from people. Yeah. Because yeah. you need, you don't want everybody to like you. I know. I encourage people not to fucking like me. I yeah. would, I would almost rather, I mean, to be honest with you there, you have so many people that don't like you that probably keep up with your shit more than the people that do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, I, I would have never understood that two years ago. That would have blown my mind, but now I get it. I, I fully get it. You, and, and, and this may say, I don't know, but a lot of times when I do get hate or do get a message, I'm like, I probably know that person, especially if it is a no name, no face, no, I'm like, I, I guarantee you, I know this person. It's somebody in your hometown most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hundred percent. I've told everybody I have ever met the least support that I've ever got has been in my hometown at home. At yeah. home. Yep. They don't nobody ever sad. don't nobody ever want to see you succeed where you came from because mm -mm. you're living a different life than what they're living. Yep. Oh yeah. And you feel it and you know it. And it's, it's sad. I don't understand that. But especially, <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on it because I love that little town. But there's a lot to be said about a small town. Oh, yeah. There are so many things that you learn, good and bad, that you got to step away from it. You can't let them control that. And that probably helped me more than anything doing this is being from a small town and having that clicky gossip. Of, I, can, I feel I like I can handle it more from that. I tell mine to go to hell all the time. <laughs> I, I, I'm not playing. I went to a crawfish bowl in my hometown two Saturdays ago. By the end of the night, there was a guy I had not seen for, since high school. I was, wow. I was leaving the party, and the dude called me a bitch for no reason, for no reason. And I walked back up, and I was like, why did you do that? Like, nobody has said anything all night. Nobody provoked like, him. No, yeah. no, like, nothing. He's just like, you've always been a bitch. And what it came down to – the dude's living a miserable life. He doesn't have uh -huh. a good job. He doesn't have nothing going for him. But back in high school, he was semi-popular. And he was a tables I, turn. Yeah. Tables and, turn. And Things now, change. And now we grow. Yeah. And now it's just like, okay, you might have had a good looking girlfriend or been popular because you know you were the dope boy or whatever back in high school. That might have been cool back then, but you mm -hmm. know what's cool now? My fat ass being successful. <laughs> You're out here by yourself, and I walk up with some girls from social media to a crawfish bowl, and it's like, oh, and he can't I, take I don't, it. He can't handle it. Oh, yeah, be, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. that's what no, but that's everybody though. Like you even have the ones, the people that are miserable in your hometown, the ones that don't like you, or the ones that didn't up didn't end up being successful in another way of life. Right. If right. They're, if they're successful, they don't give a shit. It's no, no, no. They're, they're rooting for you just yeah. as much or they just, they just don't see either way. Yeah, exactly. They're not hurting. They're not hating on you. And that's one thing that I have tried to instill in the kids and anybody who's ever been bullied or pushed around in high school. And I feel like we all have at some point, this is not forever. This is not the world you're living in because your life is going to change drastically. And those people who are 
and and sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But your homecoming queen, your whoever, your king, your your football star, you you might live in different worlds when you grow up. Like they're not always going to be homecoming queen. They're not always going to be this. You grow. Don't let high school and middle school, because middle school was worse for me. Don't let that consume you because that's not where you're at. That's not where you're stuck. And it's hard for them at those ages to see that. But I wish somebody would have told me that then. And, and I understand the depression side of that with those younger kids, because it's like, this is me. This is who I am. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you might be writing their checks. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. I talk about it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I grew up and I had depression and never knew it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just was – I wasn't the best-looking kid. Our family definitely was poor. And, like, I, I would walk into, like, a lunchroom. I walk into the gym or whatever. I think everybody was talking about me. Nobody gave a shit about me. Like, nobody could – I was probably – But like, you felt it. You felt yeah. it surround you. You 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 heard it in your own head. So that's what it was. And they they – and, you know, I know with me, some people were, some yeah. people weren't. But you think it's the whole school. Yeah, and you what, have that in your head, and we're not taught, and I feel like it needs to be taught more. We're not taught about those feelings as much as we should. It's suck it. I know that's how I was raised. Suck it up. Yep. Suck it up. You're fine. Suck it up. Get over it. Stop and just keep on going. You don't talk about it. Absolutely. And yeah. w- what I had done is I tried to fit in, and yeah. I should have never tried to fit in. And when I didn't yeah. fit in, I built my own depression, and mm-hmm. and that's what that's what damn near killed me. But what yeah. I should have done, and this is why I love musicians, this is why I love artists, this is why I love people that end up being unique later on in life yes. when you find yes, yourself, is because mm-hmm. the, the kids that grew up and were weird as fuck were the ones that had it figured out way before we did. The ones that oh, God, stood yeah. along. Those, yes. are the, those kids that were individuals, they already knew who they were. Like, yeah, they didn't care. They didn't work 10 times harder and lose sleep at night yeah. and stop eating and all this other stuff because they wanted to fit in with this little group over here. They didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. It. I'm telling you, it took me till my 30s almost to figure that out. Damn right. And they did. knew it. I, yep. Same with me. I wish I wish I could go back and I could mm-hmm. put a guitar in my hand and take a baseball yep. bat out of it. I, yep. I, I wish I could. But we fall into that routine of, oh, yeah. dad did this, granddad did this, so-and-so is doing this. You, you don't want to be part of that crowd. That's yeah. not the crowd you want to hang with. Oh, God, yeah. Yep, I wish I'd have done it. Yeah, and you look, I'm telling you, we, we were literally, we was at the beach this past weekend, and I was trying to tell some people this. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you, y'all have obviously heard me get drunk and get preaching. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm the world's worst person about that shit. Like, I think it's all something that we need to hear. It's not just you rambling about something stupid. Like it's all like we we needed it. But I, I just I get that way. It's just I think that that's what, in in some type of way, in my stupid ass brain, that's how I'm wired. It's where there shouldn't be meaningless conversations in life. No, like no, sh- I agree. You should be having a good time with your friends and your family loving mm-hmm. life but if there's something that's in the air and you see something that's on somebody's heart or whatever talk about it like for yeah. some some reason i gravitate towards that shit i yeah. don't know i don't know why i that's I a gift that's I, a gift i i am all about it and it happened it almost every time i go somewhere i swear to you it happens and i never ever plan on it 
Yeah. I never, but that same shit with this. There's a girl uh, that was kind of going through some stuff or whatever uh, from social mm -hmm. media. And like, they needed to let some shit out and try to figure some stuff out. And I was like, yes. you're not supposed to figure this shit out yet. Like you're not supposed to exactly. figure, you're not supposed to figure out life yet. It's supposed to be trial and error. Like you uh, will when you do, when, when it's meant to be figured out is when it will hit you. Do you, uh, do you know why you ever seen the spray bottle 409? <laughs> yeah. I probably told y'all this when I was drunk. No, I don't think so. Do you know why it's called 409? No. Cause they got the formula wrong 408 times wow and that wow so like that is one of those things that i try to tell anybody that I come in contact with like it's okay to get shit wrong it's just not viewing it as wrong it's right. viewing it as i haven't figured it out yet 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 it, it's coming it's getting there we're getting there we're a step closer wow i did not know that yeah when you that. when you stop viewing shit as failures Mm -hmm. and, you, and you just like view it as like another, like another stepping stone. Like yeah. that's all you got to view shit yeah. as to turn shit around in your life. Like there's been so many times that I was just like, well, fuck, this is the worst day of my life. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is horrible. But then I think about that and it's like, well, how many times have I said this was the worst day of my life, but I got exactly, exactly. And it really wasn't. If you really sit down, it yeah. really wasn't that bad, but no, and I love that they use that. They they owned that in their name. Absolutely. And they 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 grew off of that. No, I didn't know that. That's something everybody needs to know. Well, because look what they built. Look what they did. That's right. I mean, just listen to me. I'm just a drunken guru. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about all I'm fucking good for. I love I, it. <laughs> I get I get hammered, and I just I get to talking, and I don't know where the hell it goes. But it's like some type of ESP thing. You know where to go with it. You know, you hear it, you see it somehow, and it's right. Well, if y'all would have heard the conversation that I had with the guy at the bar, like when we were I knew you were doing that because I was kept waiting for you to get back, and I was like, no, he's in it. He's in it. He's, well, he not, needs to be where he's sitting. Yeah. That, and I didn't question that. Yeah. That, that dude literally, he was like, He's like, I want to buy you a drink. I like that shirt. And it takes some balls to not button it up all the way. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, hey, look, I done got to the point in my life where I don't give a shit no more. I am yeah. like, I, for some reason, I'm trying this whole new, this me being comfortable in my own skin yep. thing. Because for so long, I wasn't, especially when I was like 330 pounds. I'm at the, almost the smallest I've been in forever. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I want to be comfortable. And I, it's almost where... I want to, I want to feel like I look good, whether I do or not. I want to feel that way. No, you're doing good. Well, you're, you're doing awesome. And, and, and that's, that's my favorite people. When yeah. you get to, you just let you are what you are. You yeah. are who you are and you don't care to go out there and say it like yeah. hate it or love it. This is it. Get on it or don't, you know, well, <laughs> that's just the way it is. That dude literally, he bought me a, a crown and or crown and spot, whatever it was, and then we started mm -hmm. talking. Next thing you know, this dude is like pouring his life out to me, oh. and it was like the coolest conversation that I yeah. would never saw coming. And that's why, like, when y'all were eating and shit, if Ryan kept coming up to me, he was like, "Man, you, you want to come eat with us and hang out?" And I was like, "I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in right. a minute." Next thing right. I know, you had something to finish. Yeah. Well, that's, I just, I kind of, I get oblivious to everything else in those conversations. Yeah. I and love, he wasn't myself, was he? 
No, he was with actually his wife. They were having trouble. And the fact that he still did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge thing. He wasn't just by himself. He had somebody and still just tunnel visioned on that. And that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's always been, well, it hasn't started till recently, but like in the past year, especially since the show, because I've had uh-huh. people that's even like came up to me and been like, because one of the things I, I try to talk to people about is like, we, we wasn't made to work a nine to five. Like Mm -hmm. there's some people, if that's your comfortable zone in life and that's all you want to do is work your ass off for 30 years and then retire and then go do whatever, that's fine. But what if that 30 years never comes? Right. Exactly. I would rather look into something that you've not gotten yet. Yeah. yeah. Like I would rather be broke 90% of the time and then that 10% be able to go do whatever the hell I want to. Yeah. Like that, that, that's where the, like the life I've chose now. And I try to, I try to tell folks that it's all about perspective. It's all about chasing happiness instead of chasing a dollar. And, and that's the difference between living and working to make a living. Yeah. You've got to live while you're doing that. You can have a goal. Everybody should have a goal, but you got to live while you're doing it. Yeah, and some, so many people are scared of that. It's just, I'm oh, yeah. surprised at how scared they are to take a leap of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's a, it's confidence. It's, it's gut feelings. It's getting inside your own head. And that is a hurdle. That's a hurdle just to jump. But at some point you've got to, you've got to. And I learned that more in my thirties than anything is just stop. I had, stop. To, I had somebody tell me one time and I didn't, I, I hate that this person was kind of right. Cause I don't like this person. What? So fucking ever. <laughs> I literally, when I talk about people that I dislike in this world, they're probably, it's, close to the top of the fucking list but they literally told me in your 30s i'm 34 i, I i'm not gonna ask you how old you are uh, i'm 34 okay so that's probably <laughs> there we go so they told me in your 30s you end up having like this awakening like you yes. fig- you figure out who you are and it's it's not all of a sudden but it almost is and it's right. like a, they kept saying vibration like yep. And I hated yep. it. I hated it. But now that's so right, though. That's exactly what it is because it comes in waves. You're yeah. stronger when you hit it. You still hit some slumps, but you're you're getting out. You're getting yeah. out, and that's when the doors fall open. That's when it did for me. Yes, a lot I, more. And I still hit walls, but not like I did. Well, not I th- like I did. And I can feel a big jump. Well, I think you have to hit those walls, though. Yeah, well, you do. You do. I think whether you're, I, I'm a Christian. It's not a very good one. But I, whether you believe in the universe, you believe in God or whatever, I always say that I think when you get tested in life, it's the people that bend almost to the breaking point but don't yep. break mm-hmm. are the ones that receive their blessing. Like you almost yep. have to be at your breaking point. The ones yep. that keep going and keep going by like blind faith are the ones that receive their blessing. But like yep. you, life almost has to test you to see if you're worthy of your blessing. And that's right. where I think those valleys right there, and that in mm-hmm. that wall that you hit, I think yep. that right there is to see if you're ready. That what's that old saying? Um, darkest right before the dawn. I yep. think I think that's what it is. I think I agree. I, I think that's what I it agree. Yep. So, yep. but now that we we've rambled on a little bit, how how did all the social media start for you? Like, because you just because <laughs> everybody. What I usually do at the beginning of like every month is. I'll make a video saying, Hey, who do you want on the show? Let me know. Because I told y'all up in Atlanta, 
it's very rare for me to find people that I actually like on social media that I follow. If you go look at my for you page, it is nothing but attractive women, ingrown toenails, pimples, <laughs> comedy. Like that's all it is. Like that's, it's it's not it's not a lot of uh, motivational women like you until I actually no. get, until I get to know somebody and see that they're not yeah. shit. And yeah. then, like, I get obsessed with them and, like, their husbands or whatever, especially, like, in y'all's case. I love it. And, love like, it. everything. So, what kind of got you started and all that kind of stuff where you built the, you know, the following and the people that, you know, care about you the way they do? Because they, they would tag the shit out of you and my stuff. And, you know, <laughs> when you said a while ago, I answer messages. No, fuck you don't. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to. That's what I said. <laughs> She thought I was a stalker and she thought this no, was, she thought this no. had only fans written all over it. And I was just some bearded dude trying to get her on my live only fans page or some shit. And then Kat said Josh Terry's gonna be like, damn it. No, <laughs> just that's probably I'm just kidding. That's probably what she thought. No, no, I love you. But um so we were just playing, honestly, and and I literally hated tiktok i hated it i couldn't stand it because the oldest i would just hear him playing the same sound over and over and over and i'm like get off of that get off of that and then i found out because you know we co-parent and stuff like that and he had it and he was doing stuff he set it up at his mom's and i was like okay well i'm getting on it because i'm watching it (laughs) we both have eyes on him and i just i got i got into it i got hooked and i i ended up getting james to do one with me and it was just fun. And I just put it up just for fun. I didn't think of it being anything different than Facebook, which I was starting to kind of veer away from because of just the, the way it is, the way it, it's, first of all, I feel like Facebook is more small town anyway. It's more of that hometown crap. And I was just kind of done with it. So we were just doing this for fun. And I was like, Hey, we might be able to do this. So we just kept playing and putting up stupid stuff and just having fun and being more free. And that's really where we went instead of going to fight. Like there was things that I posted on TikTok that I would never post on Facebook because mom could see it or something like that. Like somebody from home gets, I wasn't thinking TikTok being what TikTok is and everybody seeing it, but that's, that's just what we did. That was probably the best thing to get me out of that because I was just staying away from Facebook. And never thought it would be what it was. And then I went from there to Instagram and I was not going to do Instagram. To me, Instagram was another Facebook and it was snooty. <laughs> In my opinion, before I started it, it was, it was snooty. And, it, and if I couldn't, if I couldn't handle Facebook, there was no way I was going to handle Instagram. So I just tried it a little bit at a time, putting up family stuff and things like that. And it just kind of, it just grew. And I have met some of the best people. And some of these people, like, I haven't seen their faces. That's what, that's what gets me and like builds me on just decent. When you, when you feel like the world has fallen to pieces, you meet this stranger, you don't know their name. They don't have a face. And, and some of them do, like a lot of them do, but it's those people that just 
build your strength in humanity. It's like, you didn't have to say that. You don't know me. You don't this, that, or the other. They want to have a conversation and it just, it grows your heart. So I kept doing what I'm doing for them. Not the hate, which literally I have slumps. I have slumps and putting up content sometimes because I just have to reset because the world can get ugly. But that's just humans being humans. And you have to remember to take that break. You have to. If you don't take a break, if you don't reset for a couple of days, you can really lose yourself. And they don't deserve that attention. Those people coming at you, they don't deserve a minute of your mind. So you just got to reset. Remember who you are. Remember what you're doing it for and go at it. What kind so of that's what, what that's kind of content were you kind of posting on TikTok? to start off with family stuff this family stuff family stuff and I did um more of all of us together and I still do family stuff but I did more of us together then because like I said I saw it as an extension of Facebook just without hometown (laughs) but now with the way the world is I'm afraid to put the kids on there a lot sometimes I'll put them in there every now and then but I don't as much as I did. And Bryce is getting ready to turn 18 and stuff like that. So I may start adding him in more, but that scares me. And I never even thought about that. I was just on Facebook with hometown people, but the world can get scary. It can get scary when people start coming. I don't care if they come at me, but don't, (laughs) don't come at the kids. Don't do that. So I just kind of just fell off of that a little bit. I understand why people do. I, I'm weird about that. I because Gracie's so much of a part of me. Yeah. I don't I don't care. But first off, I'm not gonna meet anybody that's gonna come up to me and my kid in person. Right. You're gonna have right. pe- you're gonna have people and you're I doubt anybody's gonna come up to uh James and you either. And Miss Joe Yuggins. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but uh hey look, I, I'm just I don't think I'm gonna ever meet anybody that's gonna have enough balls. To come up and say something about my daughter. Exactly. I, I, I definitely like one of the things we do a lot on the show is uh, even domestic violence awareness. We've done a lot of shows mm-hmm. like that. But you, even if you're a woman, you come up and say something to my daughter out of the way. I, I ain't a, cho- uh, yes. I ain't a yes. chokehoe. But uh, listen, I look, and, and, right. You know, you don't mess with my youngin'. Uh, yeah. it, you don't do that. And if you're a grown ass man and you say something stupid, oh, uh, you getting, so I don't care if you're eight foot tall, I'm coming at you. Uh, you getting knocked but, the fuck out. But exactly. I mean, but it, it's really no different because I've had people other day in Walmart because I, I live in a small town and it's mm-hmm. kind of like that small town. I'm the only person here that does anything with social media having a studio here is kind of still surprising to people they see my they see all my shit on here the radio station i used to work at is only like an hour from here so they they know who i am and like we'll be in walmart or something and somebody walked up to us the other day and was like hey can i get a picture of you and gracie Mm -hmm. is still kind of like weirded out by it or whatever yeah but like if somebody ever was out of the way and to us in person they wouldn't do it one time. So I'm not exactly. worried about putting her on social media because people already know who oh, she is. Are and I'm see? not worried about somebody coming up to No, I don't ever see that happening. It's what they say about them because uh, some people just don't know how to act. Uh, and okay. where Bryce and okay. Grace are older, 
they can see it. They can read it. Okay. And I swear, I, I, anytime it happens, I want to go find this person. <laughs> I'm hunting you down just for that. Just because you want to be a, a smart ass on the internet. Don't do that. Don't come at the kids. But do I ever think they come to me? Mm-mm, not in public. No, you won't. But that's what, but if they were younger, I don't know. But them being older and then being on it and seeing it, that's what just sets me on fire. Like, I, I, I can't stand it. I get that. See, I'm weird with Gracie when it comes to that, too. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that what you meant. So I won't let, uh, and I'm not knocking for, I'm putting a disclaimer here for any of you, yeah. mom, for any of you mamas that are listening to shit, because like our listeners is 80% women. Men hate, <laughs> men fucking hate me for the most part. I'm not knocking any of you mamas. Because you're a good man. But that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. Well, that's the way it goes. Maybe. It's fine. Maybe They'll sometimes. get over it. <laughs> I, I will not let Gracie wear makeup. I will not let her get her ears pierced or anything yet because mm-hmm. I want her to figure out before she's a certain what age. What she wants. Yeah. Now, well, I want her to know the value of herself without that stuff. I want, yeah. I, want, I want her to know that she's beautiful without every bit of it. I want her to know that if she decides to wear makeup when she gets older, that's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it at all in my mind. But I want her to know that she's beautiful without it. I won't, don't want her to ever think that she needs to add on to anything that the good Lord gave her. And I mm-hmm. also want her to know that when people come at her or say something to her, because we're going to get it in life. Like we're, we're going to mm-hmm. have people that are going to attack our insecurities. But if you already know that that person is just trying to attack your insecurity to pull you down yep. to their level, then you can pretty much just laugh that shit off. I mean, it's if you're so comfortable with yourself, then you don't have to worry about somebody attacking your insecurities. They can they can never reach like your mountaintops. They're trying to pull you down to the valley with you, with them. So it's just kind of like I don't care if anybody ever says anything about or nobody ever has, Mm -hmm. but if they did, fuck them. They've got to be so miserable. You're right. They've got to be so to pick on a kid. Exactly. Yeah. They're also yep. the ones that are going to end up, I shit you not, if they're a child that's doing it, they're going to end up in juvenile hall or working at fucking McDonald's mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Nope. And no offense to any of y'all that work at McDonald's, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you're going to end up at a dead end job the rest of your fucking life because that's yeah. what you just, you don't have any value in this world. And if you're, you, an, can't, you and, can't and do that. Yeah. And if, and if you're an adult that's doing it, oh, guarantee you go to bed every night alone and probably Miserable. fucking still live at yeah. home with your parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's projection. It's all projections. It's somebody just trying to project all of their crap onto you, whatever is bothering them onto you. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad. And and you have a hard time attacking these people, but when it comes to the kids, mm -mm, nope, (laughs) you are done. (laughs) You are done. That's why you just block those people and move the fuck on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. And I, I do need to do more of that. I just, I, and I, I feel like the kids, Bryce and Gracie, they're the oldest ones. They are way more mature than I was at that age. And maybe it's because they have grown up in this kind of world, because I didn't. There was no social media. There was no none of that. All you deal with was whoever said what in class, you know, and that was it. But I feel good. Like you were talking about with makeup, like Air Gracie. 
she hardly ever wears makeup, yeah. ball shorts and a, and a, and I tried <laughs> so hard when she was little, putting her in ribbons and bows and dresses and all of this stuff. And she, she would love it, but she has grown into her person, own person. And I love that. Like, she was like, this is what I like. This is what I do. She doesn't wear that much makeup unless she just goes and, you know, cheering on Friday nights and she's a cheerleader. She just, she is her own kid. She's the tomboy. She did. And I love that. I love that there was no sway. She can dress up or she can dress down. She can not do whatever, but she knows who she is. And I love that, especially at this age. She's just 16, you know, now that's a hard age. Yeah. I don't know where my child is right now. She's probably in a pool somewhere with her uh, grandma <laughs> or she's just laying around being you know, trash, but <laughs> being lazy as hell. But I guarantee you, if she's not still laying around in a t-shirt and like sleeping shorts or something, she's got athletic shorts on baggy yes. athletic shorts and a t-shirt. That, That's how mine is. that kid right. don't give a shit. No, that, and I love it. Yeah. I love that. I always, I mean, it's literally the way I was raised. Yeah. It, it's, it's the way all of the women in our family was raised. You get up, you dress up, you put yourself together before you go out. And Gracie has taught me a lot. And that's one thing we need to open up as parents about your kids can teach you so much more than you can imagine and let it go, go out in the shorts and the t-shirt and the no makeup and the ponytail, do this, that, or the, but that is not the way I was raised. You present yourself, you get yourself together, you fix your hair and you go. And I'm telling you this kid, she just, she changed my world in the best way. But when you're raised in that type of environment, you don't, you don't see it any different, but we were a very, that's just the way the women in my family were. And this kid just came out. She rocked my world and changed it 100% for the better. And the boys did too. I never imagined myself having boys. <laughs> I don't... Going, going out on a ball field, being the crazy mom. I never pictured myself doing that. I was ribbons and bows and I would prefer to be out there doing that yeah I heard you, I heard, I've, crazy. Heard you, I've heard you's a crazy mom at the ball field I am I'm, I'm very much that and I, I listen that's me I will own it I love it no there's nothing wrong with it I like that shit um yeah. I coach uh, I coach girls softball some and uh um, oh you know it then tra yeah. travel ball I literally have to tell y'all to shut the hell up sometimes <laughs> I, 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 and we respect you and that's one thing that needs to be known too we well, well most of us most of us we, respect, you, we respect the reps <laughs> and the umps and it's we're just crazy we'll, we will climb that fence but we'll pat you on the back and tell you we love you when we leave yeah I, <laughs> but we're climbing the fence no i haven't i haven't had that happen uh i had to quit i had to quit doing it probably uh i think last year we ended up getting a girl from uh that just got done playing college softball to coach the yeah. girls travel team because i'd literally i don't think you would be in this category but there's some that literally fuck us every time because they will not quit hollering at the ball players when it's time for them to advance from one base to another telling them to run or score you're or screwing the do. kids up when you do yeah. that yeah but, messing with their head let them play the game well it's and I, and I two, can't stand that and two like i'm big on this i grew up playing i was a pretty good athlete and 
one thing that every parent needs to know that's out there, not every kid's fixing to go play college. And damn sure, no. not, and damn sure not every kid is fixing to go make it to the minors. No. And you only got about one in 1,000 that's going to even make it, if not exactly. more, going to make it to the majors. Exactly. So your kid's supposed to be out there having fun. Baseball is supposed to be about having fun. And, and sports in general is supposed mm-hmm. to teach you life lessons. That and is they do. All, if you will sit and pay yeah. attention to baseball, the things that it will teach you in life. I mean, I, I didn't know it until we started with him with yeah. T-ball. And it's just been – and it has. Now, and, and that's the thing. Parents don't understand that. Everybody's kid – everybody thinks their kid – and not everybody, but everybody thinks their kid is the best. Ask me. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to know, no, no. You know, here, here's his limit. Here's what he can do and let him have fun. Let her have fun. You cannot get sucked in. You cannot live your life through your kids. And I see that every single time we go to even the practice field, not just the ball games, the practice fields, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, this kid is going to hate this sport. By the time they get in high school, they're going to hate this sport. Stop it. Let them have fun. Teach them and get in their hunt in when they need it. You should absolutely do that. If they mess up, you let them know. But you can do that without tearing them apart. Okay, I've got one for you. I've got one for you. I had an extremely, not heated argument, but I think Saturday night, there's a mother that uh, was with us at the beach. And (laughs) she has a son, I believe, that is in high school. I can't remember. But he loves basketball. And she she was just like, he's just not – she was asking me questions or whatever about my opinion on something. And I was like, your son doesn't need to play basketball anymore. And she was like, why? And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, well, listen, I'm not being ugly when I say this, but if your son is five, five and he's not ever going to get taller than five, five, allow your son to do something else that he'll excel at. Give him another option. Yeah. Give him another option. The best thing you can do with a child that child is going to grow up. He's going to, if he does make the team, he's going to do nothing to sit on the bench. That's going to frustrate the hell out of him. He's going to get his heart broke that he never gets played. It's going to defeat him. It's going to defeat him. He's going to be depressed. He's going to yep. think he's never enough. Or he's going to try and, out every single year, not make the team. And that's yep. going to be even worse. And he's going to waste that's all worse. of his time. Yep. Yeah. So if your kid, in your opinion, if your kid is not that great at that sport, would you rather your kid keep trying to get better at that sport if you don't have the physical talent, just the physical talent or the like the physicals like size and everything to actually mm-hmm. play that sport? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather see like your kid pick up an instrument or pick up a pen and start writing poetry or a book, find another talent they could excel at? Or would you Absolutely. rather see them, see them keep going down the sports line? Absolutely, because there, there's a lot of things that fall. It, it It's like a, what do you call it? What's the word? Oh, I need the word. I don't know. <laughs> the hey, little talk- dust balls that go and and it just keeps picking up all the stuff as it goes. You know oh what I'm talking about? Yes, it's in, it's out west. It's all um- yes. Okay, and it just keep it just keeps going and going. It may not seem this this big right now, but you're picking up depression. You're picking up body image issues. You're picking up all yep. of this stuff in your mind. And if they want to continue, if they are dead set on doing it, do it. But push them into doing something else, too. Yeah. Push them onto something else. Don't let them just – and, you know, Oakley, 
He is an amazing, and he's the one who's 12. He is an amazing baseball player. He's also playing Little League and All-Stars, and he's been doing travel ball and stuff like that. But do I think this is a career? Maybe not. I don't know how tall he's going to be. I don't know. Bryce is smaller. Now, Bryce and Grace, or Oakley and Bryce, have two different moms. So Oakley is going to be taller than Bryce. But is he going to be first, he plays first base. Is he going to be first base tall? I don't know. But that's why you've got to let your kid do all of these other things. Even if it's something that you don't really care about or you didn't pick up when you were in high school, if he finds something or she finds something that they want to pick up and do, let them do it. Let them do it because you really need to sit down and think, is this feasible? Is this something that is really going to happen? And if they want to continue and if it's meant to be, then they will. But you need to give them options. You have to give them options. Does he play baseball year round? He he does. He does. He plays. um, He's always played Little League. He started with T-ball Little League. And then he moved up a couple years ago to travel ball, which was a completely different world. And, you know, when you first start travel ball, you're losing every game in the first season. But these kids on that team, they stuck with it. They fought hard for it. And they're starting to do so much better. So their little league team is basically kind of their travel ball team. And then they're getting ready to do all-stars now. But I don't know if that's something that he is. He's one of those who wants to pick up everything and try everything. But baseball has always been the constant. You need to look up. uh, John Smoltz is one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Atlanta Braves and everything, Uh, Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. You need to watch on YouTube or whatever it's on. I imagine it's on YouTube. Watch what he talks about playing travel ball year-round. Oh, wow. Wow. It it literally is the – I worry about – it's I worry just, about it. I don't want him getting burnt out. It's destroying. Well, it's not only destroying. It's his kids. arm. Yep. It body, it was, everything. Yep. It's, it's everything because it baseball is a seasonal sport. That's like, what I think. Even yeah. when you get to the major leagues, you play 162 games. Mm-hmm. When you're playing travel ball, all those guys that made it to the major leagues that lasted 20-something years or whatever that are in the Hall of Fame, you have all these guys now that are only able to play 10 years. They're, yes. they're, they're literally saying now the reason why is because growing up, the guys that until the till like 2000 when travel ball got big and now you're seeing mm-hmm. the results of it, everybody's mm-hmm. ligaments, everybody's arms, everybody's shoulders. Because it's nonstop. Yeah. It's, 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 Pick it's, one. Yeah. Do fall ball or do your spring. Yeah. Pick one or the other. But they're wanting to go straight into it. And what I'm – and and I don't mean this to hurt, hate on baseball – but I'm glad he's starting to get into more of the middle school, high school sports because he won't be able to do that because he wants to play football too. He wants to do other things and you won't be able to do year round ball when you do that. But I wish more would listen to that. You can burn them out. You can hurt them. Last for life things. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it it just, you really can't, you can't throw your arm has only so many throws in it. Your knee has so many swings in it. Right. That's one thing we got into it with one not too long ago, because that's why you keep pitch count on your kids. So it's very hard when you've got a team who is not just playing their regular little league or travel ball season. They're going over here and playing in events, too. So you have to you have to watch that when you're playing these other teams like, hey, he's already pitched over his limit. And then you've got the parent or the coach fighting for him to pitch more. I'm like, it's not just about winning the game. It's anybody caring about this kid's arm. 
or his shoulder. There's so many that could have went further and played the game longer had you not killed his arm when he was in travel ball. Well, some of these travel ball coaches are a fucking joke anyway. I'm not saying yes, y'all are. are. Yes, they I'm not, are. I'm not saying y'all are. No, we, I agree. But they're not. They weren't good enough to to make it to whatever level to coach something else. So they're like, oh, we're going to build a dynasty with a travel ball team. Please go fuck Oh, God. Team. And they get so yeah. tore up and mad yeah. and crazy. And when you start putting a kid's arm at risk, you need to set it down. You need to hand it off to somebody else. When you start putting their arms and their bodies in those positions, just because you want to win a game that is going to get you what? What is that going to get you? What is a travel ball game going to get you? Because it's doing something for these kids. But why are you so dead set on killing this kid's arm for that? As yeah. a coach, that's your job. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Blows my mind. I don't know if, uh, if y'all can tell or not, but like I get, you have to, I'm a very like, sweet kind person but when yeah. some, when somebody does something i can get kind of aggressive i don't like being that person anymore but i got a little i got just enough aggression still in me from my early 20s that if I, <laughs> that if i got to scare you if, yes. if i got to scare you or i got to grab you or i got to raise my voice I you can, got to i can get yeah. kind of i can get kind of mean but uh but no i had to do it last year with a guy that yelled at his daughter on the softball field mm. and i was like they're fucking 10 I was like, oh my God. your daughter yeah. is going to make mistakes. If you do that again, I'm going to fucking holler at you. Like, yeah. you, you can't Good. do that. And, like, he, they didn't play with us anymore. But. No, I mean, you got to think. If he, yeah. if he is that, and I scream, but most of my screaming is cheering or whatever. Now, I'm not saying I've never fussed at, 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 at like, you should have got that. That was your ball. You should have got that. But to act completely belligerent and crazy, absolutely not. And you got to think about if that parent is doing that there in front of all of these other people, what is she hearing at home? Yeah. Well, think what about, did she get when she got back in the car? Yeah. What do you think about what it does to the kid too? I can't think, imagine. Think about how much pressure that puts on the kid next time they come yep. up to get a hit or how to yep. not make a mistake. You already have enough pressure on you in the field anyway to not make an error. And then you got your mm -hmm. parent over there doing that. that and at that age, yeah. it's hard. It's hard anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Tell folks what you and James just went through with his surgery and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that, that literally feels like a second life. I, I don't even know how to describe. It was almost like an out of body feeling from the time we heard it till here recently after his surgery. But um, it was the Monday before Christmas this past year. We got a call from the VA saying that they wanted to set up an, an MRA because they found a possible aneurysm in his brain. And I, I was traumatized. I was almost like not believing it. Like, because we, I don't want to hate on them either, but the VA has not been that great. They've not oh, been that great. They've messed up. We hate on, time. we hate on the yeah, VA. Okay, a lot well, the there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So like, I, I thought it's a mistake. This, this is silly. This is a blip. This is something. And then we went in. It kind of got me that they wanted to do it so fast. They wanted to do it the next day. The VA doesn't schedule anything for the next day, especially something like that. So that's what got me. And then the next day we confirmed that it was an aneurysm and it was at the Circle of Willis, which is a very touchy spot. I have had so many questions about why we went to to even ha to have the MRI to check to even find that 
So because aneurysms are scary, and that's one thing I want everybody to know, you can have a headache, just a regular headache. And that can be a symptom of an aneurysm. Now, I'm not saying go to the doctor every time you have an aneurysm. I mean, a, a headache, but it is, it goes undetected. And a lot of times you don't even know you have it until you have a stroke or until it's too late. So go, nothing is too small for you to go and have this check. So my, what happened with us was I noticed that he was losing some of his words. He was pausing mid-sentence and and couldn't finish it and he it, it was getting to the point where he was frustrated he was mad at himself like I, I don't understand but he also has tbi he also had you know he's what's got ptsd what's tbi traumatic brain injury okay so he he went to iraq and afghanistan during all of that in 2001 he was just 19 when he started and and literally he graduated September 4th, basic training, September 4th, and then of 2001, and then September 11th happened. So he had no time. It was September 4th to September 11th, and he was over there. So his humble, like a lot of things happened. He ended up with traumatic brain injury, and they started him with ECT treatments, which I never agreed with. I don't like them. I, I don't care what is being read. And I know things have changed, but to me, it seemed barbaric. So we moved from ECTs to ketamine treatments, which was so much better. And, and this has helped him tremendously, but he did ECTs for three years, we three had, years. And this was happening weekly. We had another guy on the show recently with mission 22 that mm-hmm. talked about how bad ECT treatments were and how they're great, horrible, how great ketamine has been to him. Yes. Yes. And yes. And, and, and it took me because I didn't like it the first year I was willing for anything to help him and whatever he thought was helping him. But for two out of those three years that he was doing ECTs, I was begging for something different. Finally, they got him in on that third year to ketamine treatments. And then in December, we found out and I thought, well, maybe this is the ECTs because I hated them. I was cussing the ECTs. Like maybe, maybe this is just a part of that because they do, they shock your brain. They're meant to kill memory and stuff like that, but you never know what memory you're killing. So I was like, well, this just, it's something, it's something, but it's not a brain aneurysm. And then when they did the MRA, it was, and it was hell. It was hell. So from December before Christmas, right before Christmas, we knew he had it. It took me from then until March to get the VA to help me because you have to be, you know, you have to be sent out to these other doctors, especially if they're going to even try to cover it, which at that point, I didn't care. Just give me a second opinion. So I went from everywhere from Vanderbilt to Cleveland Clinic to try to get somebody to say, yes, we'll do it because get this. There is one neurosurgeon at the VA, at our VA. There is one neurosurgeon there once a week. Neuro of all things, of all things, there's one neurosurgeon once a week at our VA. So getting a hold of her to even talk to her after we knew this was crazy. I called for two months just trying to speak to her. And then she got offended because she said, no neurosurgeon will touch this. It, it's in the circle of Willis. It's in a, pot, a spot to where, no, it's 
nobody in their right mind is going to touch this. We'll just check on it every six months. And she said it was three millimeters. The size wasn't that big of a deal to worry about. And I said, fine, fine. We're going to get a second opinion. And if they all say that, that's what we'll stick with. That's exactly what we'll do. She didn't like that. It took another month and a half for me to even get him a consult somewhere else. And we finally got in with Vanderbilt. Come to find out after they checked it out, it wasn't three millimeters. It was five and a half and it was irregularly shaped. And he said, it's time for surgery. And he was confident he could do it. And I'm like, what, what if we hadn't done that? What if I'd have just said, okay, because so many do, so many think that's the VA. They know what they're doing. They've got me and they should, they should, they should be able to believe that. But this just, it, and, and I thought that for the longest time. And that's the way my granddad feels. It doesn't matter what they tell him that is gospel. So I believed that for the longest time until we started seeing issues, but Vanderbilt did it and they put in the pipeline stint and it was, he said it went great. So now he goes back in October for another angiogram to find out, to make sure it's shrinking because they said it would take six weeks to six months to completely shrink and disappear. But what if we hadn't? That I, and I can't imagine how many have fallen through the cracks on this. And she said, wait six months, wait every six months. And I'm like, what, what am I looking for? What am I looking for during these six months? Am I waiting for him to have a stroke? What do I look for? Because I didn't even know what I was really looking for here until I fought and fought and fought to get an MRI. Yeah, I, I hate the VA. Um, I, have, I have, it's very rare that you hear somebody that sits there and compliments. I'm talking yep. about it is rare. We have had so yep. many organizations that are veteran organizations or have veterans on the show. That's, that's one of the things that when I first met you with Kat at uh, whatever that fucking bar was, Blue Martini or whatever, yes. <laughs> and she starts telling me about everything with you and James or whatever. That's why I wanted mm-hmm. to have you on the show initially. Oh, yeah. Um, because nobody really – I've never had – the wife of someone on here to talk about it before I've always had the veteran on here and talk about it. Yeah. And it literally, they fall through and it's, oh, one, God, yeah. and they just don't give a shit. They don't. And they I'm, don't. I'm glad that there's programs out there and I'm get glad mm-hmm. that like you sat there and you kept trying and you kept going through that. I called daily. I thought I did like I almost got kicked out. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I could not understand why nobody was listening. And, you know, for a bit, James is, is bad to just let it go, let it go, let it go. I know we're not doing that. The one, the one person who helped me a little bit and with any question I have has been from, they have a caregiver program and I learned that and I called her and I'm very good friends with her. And she has helped me when I couldn't get through to other people and they just want to do phone tag. She has jumped the gun and had them call me. But even with the neurosurgeon, no, she couldn't get through to them. There is no reason why there should only be one neurosurgeon coming in once a week at the VA. At the VA of all places, you have one neurosurgeon there once a week. Well, they don't. And this is this is fucking sad. They don't view them as a priority anymore. 
once you no. get, once you get done serving, they don't view people like James or any of the veterans as a priority anymore. Mm-mm. They they no. view they use it as an expense. Is what they it's do. It's a smack in the face. It it's is. a smack in the face. And another thing that makes me mad is where we are. He never sees the same primary care doctor twice. Yeah. It, it, it's like the because ETSU is very close to there, so it's all student doctors, and it may be like that at all facilities. I don't know, but he's always seeing a new doctor, a new doctor, and a lot of times it's because the doctors get pissed off. The doctors are also upset with the way things are going, and. I don't know that I've told you this part of what we went through, but once before the surgery, before the surgery, when I finally got the consult and I was so excited for him to speak to a surgeon, a neurosurgeon, they finally said, okay, here's your first appointment at Vanderbilt. I called every single day to make sure that they had the scans, that they made sure that they had everything ready to go. Yes, 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 yes. Basically stop calling me. I've told you this. So we go. We get there and we are sitting in front of a spine surgeon. A spine surgeon. We're not looking at a neurosurgeon. We are sitting at Vanderbilt in front of a spine surgeon with a disc of his brain. And he is like, yep, it says brain aneurysm, but I don't do brains. And if it had not been for that surgeon, that spine surgeon, personally knowing and helping with the neurosurgeon, we wouldn't have got, I refused to leave. I was going to jail that day. I said, I am not going back home because it has taken us months to get here. I'm not going back home and us being put off again. I am staying here until we see a brain surgeon. And even the guy at the ER that I called that evening, he said, listen, you don't ever let the VA put you on hold. He said, I work here, but I'm also a veteran. Don't ever let the VA put you on hold. And I didn't know that. Finally, somebody did call me back and we got in the next day, but it wasn't because of the VA. It was because of the spine surgeon helping us get into the neurosurgeon who double booked his day and had to run straight from seeing James to surgery at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt helped us. I absolutely love Um, y'all. That's what you you have to do though. Yes. But, and and I mean this, that's what, James and every single veteran deserves that mm-hmm. they, de- they deserve somebody sitting there and actually fucking fighting for them. They, yeah. they, they deserve that there's a problem and there's an issue. There needs to be not their, not just their family and their loved ones, but they an deserve, advocate. Yes, they deserve a personal an advocate. Lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it's, uh, it's completely a joke that they don't get that. Right. Yeah. And, and they're just put off, put off, put off. And the way that they will talk, to people and, and if anybody doesn't believe then call the VA at any time tell me how they treat you on the phone it blows my mind how just blatantly rude they are or if you know you got to ask a question twice or you don't understand just hateful you have no help they'll put you off forever your appointments are put off for too long there's not even the correct care there that you should have to where you have to be seen outside and then they can't even get it right transferring your stuff it, it blows my mind. Uh, I That's think, the last place that should ever have these kind of mistakes. They should never. They should never. I, I, to this day, do not understand it. Mm-mm. But the fact that it is just a rampant problem every it is. single way. It is. Yep. Y'all, y'all, y'all were in Tennessee. I've heard problems about it in every single state that we've ever had 
on this show. Every single person that is a veteran that's been on the show, no matter the state, has complained about it in some way or form. That is sad. That That's ridiculous. The whole thing needs revamped. We need somebody going in there and just wiping it out and redoing it and having some type of morals or respect or care. Because if you if you don't care for the men who have fought for your life, what are you doing? Well, well, what so- are you doing? Well, see, I probably got drunk and said this to y'all because I know I did it this weekend. <laughs> and this is where I get on my soapbox and shit with people is that's what if you have a social media platform, that is where I believe everybody that has any type of platform should be an advocate in some type of way to help mm-hmm. solve a problem. Y'all are the prime example of helping solve that problem or helping bring awareness to that problem. You can yeah. never necessarily you're going to solve it or whatever, right. but but it's bullshit. Like it, it's, it is. It's where you, and then this is where I'm jaded now. This is where like I expect more from certain people and I shouldn't. I have to literally tell myself this all the time. Not everybody thinks the way that I do and that maybe I'm the fucking asshole. I don't, I don't know. I probably, am. <laughs> but like I get mad when I sit there and I see somebody that's got 5 million followers and you never see them talk not about doing it. anything, not yeah. helping, not helping veterans. Mm-hmm. Or you, you see them not wanting to bring awareness to a cause, but goddamn, let them sell ketos, like our oh, ketones, yeah. like whatever. Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, not, yeah. not I'm not knocking anybody that does that shit. Don't get me wrong. No, Everybody, I get it. Everybody's got to make money. Like by all means, make you money. I, I have to post stuff to make money. I'm not talking about not promoting and brand deals and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Every everybody has to do that. But some of these people never bring up the cause they want to help. They literally right. want to make it all about them. That is where I get so fucking mad right. at people. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's where, like, it made me so happy when I was up there with y'all. And especially when I got to hear <laughs> more about what you did for James. Yeah. That was cool to me. That was, yeah. cool, that was cool to me because a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Like, oh, I, I, went, I went crazy. Yeah. But it's... That, there needs and to it be shouldn't corners. be something like that. That somebody should do that. Like I don't understand them not doing that. But it was like I started hitting walls everywhere I went, and I was like, "I'm busting through this damn place. I'm going to jail." But we are getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there's no respect. What is happening to America that you? have so little for these veterans to begin with and then you can't get it right you can't get it right and you don't care that you're not but that be, blew my mind because it blew people, my mind because people don't have pride in what it is anymore. no no and a lot of it I, I i really feel like i'm so sick of social media banning warning community violating People who stand up for their country. People are afraid to speak on certain things because of that, because they'll lose their account. The last TikTok that I made talking about my stance on the things that have happened here recently, I woke up with an account warning. I've never had an account warning. I've only had two community guideline violations and they were silly. They were silly and, and, and it had nothing to do with anything, but whatever. And then I woke up with an account warning after speaking on what I believed. And I said nothing wrong. I spoke on nothing that I thought ticked anybody off or, you know, went one side or the other. But it was exactly what I felt. It was heartfelt. It was talking about mental health. And I woke up with an account warning. 
Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you why on that, though. If you've never thought about it before, you can't do it on TikTok. You can do it on any other platform. That's the, reason, true. the reason you can't do it on TikTok is a Chinese app. And they're literally, they don't want to put, do you know TikTok in other countries, especially in China? You don't see the dancing. You don't see the foolishness. You don't see anything like you see in the United States. They I put, don't know that. Yeah, if you, if you look it up, what is the, like the stuff that trends in China is, yeah. is education, is, is all other kind of stuff. They literally only push the stuff that dumbs us down here. Right. Yeah, it's, it's completely inverse. So you have to know what you can post and what you can't uh, mm -hmm. is here. But, like, there's also people, and I, I love being able to put, like, post stuff like that. But this mm -hmm. is my platform. Well, I do too. I, can I would say, say on yeah. it. If it wasn't for losing my account, I've got stuff all day. And then, then like that day, I just didn't care. Yeah. I just did not care. And I said what I wanted and what let, let it do whatever it was going to do. And when I woke up that morning, I said, this is the day I lose it. <laughs> you yeah. know, because I spoke my mind, but I did not regret it if I did. Because I said what I meant. But we shouldn't feel like that. But yeah. that's the way it is. Well, we, we shouldn't. You just got to know what platform to do it on. You can yeah. still you can still speak your mind and you can still do whatever. It's just you, you just got to know where to do. It. I want to see more people do that. I want to see yes. more people that aren't scared to and they do it for the right reasons. I've seen plenty of people that, especially like during the election a couple of years ago, they just were all, do it to get a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. See, like I'm not a I'm not a conservative and I'm damn sure not a liberal. I'm right, right. in the middle. I had right. I, I had a and better, I think most of us are. I really do because it yeah. this. The uh, I, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> well, if, if you if you got half a fucking brain, then you realize right. that democracy was set up for not somebody to be to not to be somebody to be right and somebody to be wrong. It was set up for all of us to find common ground for us to live together and be able to make something as a compromise work for everybody. And now it now they want to they want to just ruin it. It's 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 failure now to even do that. Yeah it's they want to take over and everything be run by one person and that's not the way it was set up well they, and i'm terrified we're going to lose everything which i don't know how we could legally with the way the constitution is written but oh they're going to tear that motherfucker i don't trust up anybody in there right they're, now they're going they're going to tear them throw it away is yeah. that what they're going to i'm afraid of it is it, we're going to be united states of china in the next 20 years Without a doubt, our kids are going. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to happen. It's the saddest thing ever. They, we're we're going to be sold off. That's why we're in so much debt. That's why we're weak. I mean, that, and there's that, no sense in it. There's no like, who the hell is doing this? Who is running it? Who is thinking that this is smart? And that's what my whole video is about. You have things that need to be taken care of here you've got bills to pay here you have homeless veterans here you have kids hungry here and without homes and foster care is ridiculous and overran and that's just a complete mess these kids are going to homes they should never go to but instead of putting our money there we're just we're good we'll just send it somewhere else we're fine on those areas that makes no sense to me yes, and that's what i spoke on but they don't want to talk about mental health. They don't want to talk about the VA. They don't want to talk about your kids or anything like that. They don't. Yeah, that's why, that's why what you're supposed to do, in my opinion, everybody's different. That's why people like you, people like me, people like our friends on social media, 
we're supposed to try to make a change in our community and hope that the wildfire mm-hmm. effects happens. We're supposed to hope that we can make a difference here. We're supposed yep. to, we're supposed to get out. We're supposed to in some way or another, try to be the change that we want the world to see. I don't, I don't do, I know he's kind of talking at the beginning of the show and we'll wrap it up in a minute, but when we, me talking to people and like me kind of putting my heart out there when I'm drinking or, or whatever mm-hmm. and trying to help folks. Like, that's true. That's my way of trying to make a change in this world. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's, it's the wildfire effect. You, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to drop a match at the edge of the, the fucking woods and hope that everything catches. You want it right. to be that maybe next time James or whoever you see somebody that needs talking to talks to somebody. Grab them. And I'm so glad you did. And I don't even really know what all you all talked about but i do know because he is very inward with that yeah and i love the fact that because he's only ever talked to me and his mental health counselor and you and the fact that he completely opened up to you like that and the fact that he didn't feel the need to you know what i mean like i'm so glad that he had you there because there are things as a man and things that he's went through that he might never tell me is his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he doesn't even want me to know. And the fact that he had you there to talk to you about it. And I know he was good. I know he was good. And it's been a long time since I knew after conversation that he was good. And he was very good after that. And I, that meant a lot. Hey, me and him had the biggest smiles on our face. Yes. I, yeah. Well, but that's what, and I, I, I don't knock therapists. I don't knock counselors, mm-hmm. but sometimes it literally you just need a support system. You just need yeah. a friend. You don't need somebody that thinks that they're better than you. You need somebody mm-hmm. that's literally the same as you. Like yeah. you, that that's what you need. There's not enough people you you that, that understand. Yeah, that push or even a, want to try to. Yeah, you don't fucking need to pay somebody $300 an hour to tell you what you need to fucking do and how you need to right. feel. You need right. a fucking friend that's right there and be like Hey, dude, I fucking feel the same that goddamn way. That will you more yeah. straight than you'll ever get from therapy. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, yeah, I've been right there where you've been, man. It's yep. yeah, and that was that was I. T- I told him the next day, like, man, we're the same. Yep. Yeah. No, I know that. Yeah. Hey, one hundred percent. Yeah, it meant it meant just as fucking much to me. Oh. Yeah, it, it did. But that's what you yeah. need to make a change in your community. That that's where it starts. That's where yeah. everybody needs to find something to where they can help. You you said and you said the stuff about like the the kids being put into foster homes. Mm-hmm. There's pe- there's people that live around here that do the the houses or whatever where they adopt kids that aren't a bad place to go because they know there's a problem. Right now, there's mm-hmm. some that I don't know about probably that need to fucking be shut down and never open up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's so all over the place, and depending on the state you're in it's worse or it's better. Yeah. You, you, it, but it's, it's still that some, some of these foster homes that these supposed professionals are sending them to these kids are more hurt. Yeah. They're more hurt because all these people who took them in was worried about not everybody, not everybody. They're wonderful foster parents, but some of them just want that check, that yeah. extra something that they get from housing that kid. And it's not, right. that's the last thing that that kid needed. That's right. So, la- so the last thing I'll say for you, drop your social media and say goodbye is if you're listening to this, just be the change that you want in the world. Be the Absolutely. change. Stop bitching about it on social media. Get off your ass and actually do something. I'm tired of people not actually 
reaching your hand out and actually helping somebody. She was tired of seeing her husband in pain. She fucking did something. I'm tired of seeing people that are actually hurting mentally. I get out there and fucking talk to them. You can be the fucking change that you want there to be in the world. Just can't be lazy about it. So that being said, drop your social media stuff, anything you want to promote and, uh, and then say goodbye, man. Are you there? Oh, me? What other ma'am am I telling to drop their fucking social media handles to? <laughs> Listen, I've never done what I, I, I'm new. <laughs> you, you did absolutely wonderful until all you had to remember was your Instagram and TikTok handle. Okay, so you want me to say that? <laughs> I don't know your Instagram and TikTok handle. Well, you right know. off the bat. So, yes, ma'am, I need you to say. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> my TikTok is that stepmama life. And my Instagram is Damaris, D E M A R I S underscore and A N D underscore company. Thank you. Sarah, Shit. Take it. <laughs> and don't message her expecting a response. God damn. You probably ain't going to get it. Yes, I will. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for finally doing the show and having a little bit yes. of fun with me for a little while. All right, folks. I well, appreciate you. I'm glad I did. Well, I, I am. I about time. Thank you. I'm glad you did too. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, thank you all for tuning into the show. I'll catch y'all next time.